baby in a long time. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh. Okay, I gotta find our channel. Mm-hmm. I think we're. I think we're live. We're live. Uh oh, I just got an alert. There we go. Yep, we're live. You didn't tell me my Omega race was upside down. <laughs> oh. I know. We are totally live, and the chatters are. They ran away. There was oh, six. One, now there's three. There's one in there right now. Two. Two. There was one, and now there's none. It's just us. Yeah. Yeah. What? It's actually getting worse. We're down to zero. Okay. There we go. People are like, what is happening? I'm going to put my phone with the beeper thing right next to the microphone, so if it goes off. Wouldn't it be funny if Mark joined? It's like two in the morning there. Where is he? In England? Yeah. That's awesome. Nine, seven, eight. Have nine. you ever been to England? Yeah, I have. I need to go back. Me and my ex-wife went to Paris and UK. So, nice. yeah, actually, the the funny thing about England is, uh, it was very rainy. Yeah. Uh, and Sorry. my, you know, no joke. My favorite part of being in England was being in the pubs. <laughs> uh, yeah, the pubs are awesome. Yeah, I mean, I spent. Hey, Brian, what's up? Um, so I spent the first, uh, night I spent in a pub that was near where we were staying with the Grosvenor house, which is just near Hyde Park. And there was this really cool sort of upscale pub and people just wanted to talk to us. Like we were obviously American and, uh, and then of course I'm chatty, so that doesn't help. You? No. Yeah. So then I'm I'm sitting there talking to this uh, older Indian woman and I uh, and she sort of has a bunch of people around her. What the hell are you doing? Making all I'm kinds a, of racket. I'm a, I'm adjusting. I'm telling a story. Here. I, did, I, I had to shift. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, I'm in this pub and I'm talking to this Indian woman and she's in her late fifties, early sixties. And it turns out she's a famous Bollywood actress. That's cool. Yeah. And so, like, we're talking to her, and eventually they invite us to her ranch and all this sort of like, And we couldn't go because we had a limited stay. But I was very tempted uh, to do that. There's also this dude that ran a meat shop, and he's like, you should come down and look at my meat shop. <laughs> so he didn't say it like that. He goes, he says, you, you should come down and visit me at my, at my shop. Uh, I bet you, I bet you like it. I reckon Americans would think of it's pretty cool. You might, you know. So, and reckon <laughs> is a word that they use. I don't know. It's, it seems, <clears throat> yeah. I learned about egg salad and olives over there. Egg and olives. Because <laughs> when I went, we did. We weren't. I, so I went with my ex-wife. We didn't exactly have a ton of money, and so for meals, like we went out for a few nice meals. And we traveled. We had a lot of fun. But to save money. You go into the stores, and these egg and olives were like a pound. Sure. So yeah. they're good. The salty olives and the egg salad. Sweet. Hey, chatters. Welcome to the show. We're uh, we're live and stuff. Uh, you may be wondering where Mark is. He is across the pond. Yes. We invited him to do the show at 3 in the morning, but he just said he, he declined. He was, uh, was sad. It's really quite sad. It made me sad inside. Hey. Uh. 
What? What? I don't know. Huh? Don't, huh? What? Huh? <sighs> I just I should probably pull up the show notes. Wait, here's a uh, here's a hyperball for eleven hundred bucks. I should really increase the price on mine. Hey, in gadgets, did you list uh, Darren's new thingy? Uh, he hasn't announced it formally yet, has he? Well, he did on his Facebook page. I think that's formal enough. Well, he didn't. He didn't say. I mean, he actually said, "Hey, guess what I'm doing." Yeah, but everybody guessed, and he thumbs up it. Okay. You know what I mean? He's doing. I just turned off my ringer. I don't want to get any sexting while I'm doing this show. <clears throat> I have like three. Uh, I have three uh, articles already. Three or articles three products. of clothing. Three, three products. No, I'm only wearing one article of clothing. You see my shirt? Oh boy, no pants. Well, this is a no know, pants show. I normally, normally I wear scrubs, but uh, they were dirty, so you know, <laughs> com- commando style. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, oh my, Mark. Hey, look, Randy's in the in the chat. I haven't seen him in ages, like for a couple weeks. May as well get Dan back. Oh, that's funny. Mark Mark bailed, so we got to get Dan back. Should we do that? Yeah, call him. <laughs> we should call him right now. Just give him a call. <laughs> yeah, I don't, even, I don't know. I haven't talked to Dan in months. I should give him a call. I haven't either. He calls me every time, like, there's something up with the journey kits. He's probably really lonely, you know? Well, I can't get him to understand that Susan does all the stuff in the shop. This is one of the things sure. that's kind of tough. Yeah. I don't do the day-to-day stuff in the shop. People call me and they're like, oh, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Right. I am like I'm like an interloper there. <laughs> the, the shop is your storage. It's your secret storage. Well, it's, you know, when, I mean, like, when I, you, we were joking the other day. I was like, she's the boss there. Like, mm-hmm. I work for her. Yeah, you do. One of these days, there's going to be a warehouse raid at your shop. I don't think so. There's some stuff moving. There's some moving and shaking. Hey, Gil Kong. Welcome to the show. I like I like that guy. Who the hell's Gil Kong? I like that. That's a good handle. It's a it's a handle of great proportions. <coughs> hey, you, know, you know what we don't have right now? I know. We should I, nobody has said we're live right now on on the arcade radio page because Mark's not here. Oh no. So I'm gonna go post in there real quick. And okay. Then and then I'll kick the show off, right? Kick it. HTTP colon slash slash arcade spelling <laughs> radio dot live. That sounded very John-like. <laughs> now, why does it have Mike Post picture? I'm going to re- remove that. Share. Yeah, there we go. That's my effort. To get people to, yeah, like, like anybody, anybody's looking at Facebook right now. It's a Thursday night for crying out loud. Yeah, only like, you know, well, we won't get into that. All right. Oh, uh, you know, I I did get somebody to do a little bumper for the show. You did? Yeah. Here you go. Hello, I'm Billy Idol, and you're listening to Arcade Radio in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And here in first class, they pretty much let us do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Oh, Commander. Computer reporting. 
And welcome to season four, episode ten of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, uh, February twentieth, twenty twenty, and the time is now approximately seven twenty three p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host Adam Steve Stevens. I'm joined by my co-host, Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and part-time Bally Midway salesman Brian Thurston Nowell Armitage III. And joining us later tonight, the man who broke the Galaga Tournament World Record and Galaga Marathon World Record after more than fourteen, well, more than twelve hours of gameplay on a single quarter. Uh, that would be Jordan Dorrington. So we'll, we'll we'll get caught up with him in a little bit. Brian, what have you been working on? Oh, let's see. Uh, so I actually stripped down and I did something I very you rarely do. I restored. Down? Stripped down. That's why I'm not wearing pants tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I restored a no. Missile Command cocktail. No, this is not all right. You restored a Missile Command cocktail, you say? All right. Yeah, I never, I never do restorations. I like finding machines that are in good shape. I put a new control panel overlay on them. Wow. I tuck them away, but I actually... Pulled everything, washed the harness, sanded the inside of the cabinet, repainted all the edges black, redid all the T-molding, rebuilt everything, and, and cleaned up really nicely. pray tell, how long did it take you? Uh, two, three days. That, what? Two, what? three days and you did all that? Like, who do you get to powder coat for you in like a day? Oh, so uh, the, guy, the guy down at SC Customs, I walked in on Monday, yeah. handed him all the parts, they were back to me on Wednesday. And and he just did it, on, you know. He just said, "Okay, yeah. okay, I'll do that." Well, I, I told so I did it as a it was a Valentine's Day present for Susan. <laughs> and so I went in. I said, "Hey, Valentine's Day is this weekend. I need this stuff before then." I see. Can you help me out? He set me up. But I mean, I, we even stripped the power block down. I did not go full Chris Rhodes on it. I did not get the power <laughs> Chris metal renickled. Although I was talk, I was talking to Chris. Yeah. And uh, I said, you know, hey, I, I, I'm getting some crap for going full Chris Rhodes on this thing. <laughs> and I said, I said, but I didn't because I didn't get the power block renickled. I just painted it with hammered gold. His response was, "That's what I used to do before I got him renickled." Nice. <laughs> I said, "Shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I am going Chris Rhodes." <laughs> I painted my microphone gold. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is it my turn? I don't know. Uh, you could you could cut me off. It's fine. I could be done. I usually do that. I like cutting people off. This is true. I like keeping the airwaves full of noise. You know. <laughs> so this week I, I like I emailed YouTube and I'm like, dudes, why do you keep shutting us down? Because we're playing like 15, 20 seconds of a song tops. We're basically promoting the music. Right? 
is there like a fair play blanket license we can get for our channel? And no response. It's like it's like nobody works there at YouTube. <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, so there's some big changes at Adam's Arcade. <laughs> yeah, I did some of that this week too. I'm a little sore. Yeah, so uh, I don't know how much I want to divulge, but let's just say I have a lot more room in the home. And so over the last week, uh, I started renovating some of the rooms and moving games around. I'm going to add probably close to six games to my arcade game, my arcade, this weekend with a little help from my friends. I am suddenly feeling the urge to go out of town. Hold on. Let me get up kayak here. What? They're just Atari cabinets. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you're like, you got a row of cabinets to move, right? There's like Nintendo plywood cabinets. There's, yeah. I mean, stuff that you can blow on and it floats across the room. And which <laughs> cabinets do you want to move? Let's move this Atari, that Atari, this Atari. <laughs> I got this book this week, How to Win a Donkey Kong. So I'm and really excited friends. about that. Now, the funny thing about this book is I didn't know, except I paid $20 for this. Shipped. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was $1.95 when it came out, right? Now, the thing about this book is, look how beautiful it is, right? It's, and it's got like full-color pages, and you're just thinking, okay, I'm going to be able to conquer Donkey Kong. This thing is so thin, it's like two quarters wide. I got ripped off, man. This should be like a novel of how to win Donkey Kong. But, I mean, like, literally, I could... This is terrible. It's a terrible thing. Uh, yeah. And so I've been also... What's that? For $600, I could be in Hawaii this weekend. I Don't make me punch you in the nuts. I, I'm not going to go into the, why I had to cancel my Hawaiian vacation. and No, we don't have time for that. We don't. And... This may be a reason now to have Dan Lucen back on the show because I'm going to go to a stupid MGC because of this, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. You, are you going? I don't know. What weekend is it? I'm probably first, on It's call. the first friggin' weekend in April. Who cares? I think I oh, trade it with I'm somebody. Not, you know what? I don't have my April call schedule yet. I'll find out. Yeah, trade I'm, with somebody. I'm on. I'm on. There's only two of us. It's not. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Just get the other person to do it because it's <laughs> you have to. You would do it if it was like California Extreme, but it's MGC. You have to come. I've I've never been to California Extreme. Oh well, there you go. So uh, terrible. I'm also troubleshooting a Xenon soundboard for my buddy Gaines McDonald, who is the co-founder of the Classic Arcade Preservation Society group on Facebook. Check it out. Uh, and um, I I I bought a new digital rotary encoder for um, Omega Race, which. Um, I think I was complaining on the last show that I needed a Nords board, which is the Omega Race board that Biltronics made. But this uh, basically gets rid of that dead spot in the pot. And and so I went to this guy in Clove, and his name is Dog P. I guess he's been around a while. <laughs> a little while. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he made these uh, these boards that work with a, a digital rotary encoder. So I bought a digital rotary encoder and uh, put together the whole solution and... Uh, I have an Omega race with no dead spot in, and it's and the cool thing is that you can calibrate it, so you can nice. adjust the sensitivity of the rotary encoder, uh, like you would for like a gaming mouse. So it's actually really cool because it gives you some more precise control over the the OR ship that you control in the game. It's pretty pretty tight. I like it. 
What about you? That's, all, that's awesome. I, well, sorry. So everybody at my house is amazingly sick. So I'm muting the uh, mic to cough every now and then. So <laughs> I apologize. You're coughing? Like, literally. Yeah, I just a little bit, not a lot. I mean, literally, when I say everybody in the house, oh, man, the the average temperature upstairs right now of a person is, I think, a hundred and one point five. And let me ask you a question: When you're on call as a surgeon, and you have a bunch of sick people in your house, do they let you go in? Yeah, that's just dumb. Well, what am I supposed to do? I, well, not go in. They could get somebody else to come in. There, there's no one else. It's me and there's, another guy. He's yeah. out of town. Yeah, well, okay. I'm that important. By the way, my, my Mario Brothers finally made it home. My Mario Brothers well, wide body. Does that mean I don't have to hear about it anymore? Mm. Nope, that means you got one cabinet that's lighter than the rest to move down with me. We'll just put a couple of 2 by 4s on the stairs and let <laughs> it slide. <laughs> oh. Hey, what so do you say? What? What? I was going to say, next up at my end is I've got to fix my Asteroids Deluxe cocktail table. Yeah, that thing is gorgeous. Like, it, you should take a picture of that and post it in the chat because it is minty. It is so well, minty. The, the Deluxe or the, the Missile Command is minty. Yeah, but what's that one? Maybe I'm thinking of a different cocktail, but you have one that the glass is like immaculate on and it's, it's a Space Invaders? I don't remember what it is. Oh, there's a Space Invaders. There's a couple that are nice. I have so many of those Japanese space invaders from Hawaii. It's ridiculous. Don't you have like fifty-five cocktail machines or something? That's somewhere around forty. I picked up an Omega Race cocktail, and I and our slam dunk cocktails, or our dunk shot cocktails, now working. <laughs> well, I think we Quality. should maybe move on to the next segment. What do you think? Galaga's a Japanese I I, arcade game released in 1981, and let's just say Dorrington is addicted to it. Jordan recently broke the Galaga world record with 20,980,450 points. And yes, he did it in his kitchen. Right here, right here in the kitchen. Welcome to the Arcade News. Uh, so I actually was going to touch on that first uh, news story you had there, the, uh, the, uh, the story about Dorrington. We'll get into more details about it, but what I thought was interesting is uh, KCRG featured him about a day ago. Eastern Iowa man wins 20 million points, a world record playing Japanese arcade game in his kitchen. Uh, I mean, and so, you know, I saw this headline. I'm like, oh, God, that's really cool. And then I look at it and I... Galaga, it never struck me as Galaga being a Japanese arcade game. Well, sure, it is. I mean, I know, but like that's not. I mean, you think of Japanese arcades, you don't think, "Hey, Galaga." Well, you know, you don't think Pac-Man either. That's true. I mean, it's true. Bally licensed all these things. Bally Midway. I mean, you couldn't. It, it, back in the eighties, in the seventies, seventies uh, and eighties, you you could not get representation. Uh, you could not get distribution without an American company backing you yeah so you had sega gremlin right yeah yeah that's true and you had uh bally midway and uh, and they bought a bunch of the namco license uh e- even williams eventually caved and, and did an irem game the, the moon patrol right 
Yep, that's true. So I wrote. Uh, I had somebody actually write me today for my Galag board, which oh. I don't know if I still have. That's a knockoff board, right? Yeah, that's the first uh, game I bought. I bought it for Susan. I thought I was buying her Galaga, dedicated Galaga, and it was in a a Galag in a Stratovox cabinet. So does it play exactly the same, or it's it's very close? I'm not good enough at these things to know the difference between the two. <laughs> I mean, I remember looking at it and going, "Why does it say Galag on the screen? Maybe that's a ROM problem." Nope. <laughs> Galag, it's missing the A. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. And then why does the why does the surround why does the bezel look funny? So yeah. Randy Gelking says Garaga. Uh, yeah. That... So so one of the fun things is that uh, they did this interview and he'll talk more about it. But just kind of this whole question of can you take a break? You know, and he answers the news article saying, yeah, you can actually park the ship for about ten minutes, go to the restroom, take a drink, whatever. And that's one of the interesting things about some of these marathons. The guys build up so many lives, you can just. Yeah. They just go off, do a few things, come back, and, you know, I'm I'm lucky if I get anywhere with the three lives I have. And these guys are killing it so, be- so well that, like, you know, anyways. Yeah. yeah. How's it? Not many people have a full-size Galaga arcade game in their kitchen, but Jordan Dorrington of Cedar Rapids does. <laughs> I'm looking forward to asking him about that. That's pretty fun. It was fun. So moving on. Yep. Um, so we the... This is an interesting kind of gadget news, whatever you want to call it. So we talked about the release of uh, Stranger Things Pinball a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did. And we talked about the fact that they don't have an upside down. I mean, here's a game where you need an upside down play field, right? I mean, like, yeah, that'd the be totally cool. theme of Stranger Things is upside down. Right. Right? Yeah. And so Stern just released a UV lighting kit that is set to flash on at certain in certain modes and it makes the entire playfield look like the upside down. Okay. So they had to have planned this. They I mean they probably did, but I mean you, you got to see this thing. It actually legitimately looks awesome. Do you have I, a, I was, Do you have a link you can throw in the chat? You can just yeah, I mean we can throw it up. It's just the Stern pinball site. It's literally announced there. Okay. Uh, let me pull up the product thing, but it's um they they're selling it's 279 for the kit. It's probably like five lights. But yeah. Right. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean seriously, it's probably. But here's your. So, it's two hundred seventy nine dollars for the kit. Here's a flashlight. Good exactly. luck. Exactly. <laughs> but let's see if this works. Yeah, there. So, I mean, legitimately, I mean, you should check it out. The the pictures of it, it really looks cool. Sweet. They must have planned this. They they had to have done UV inks in the playfield. Um, they show it here, kind of what the kit is. There is a different kit for the Pro and the LE. Yeah, I know. But it. It really makes the playfield look like the upside down. I mean, it kind of like takes it and changes the theme of it. So I thought it was kind of neat. I wonder if Steve Murky is going to buy into that. Does it, do you think he bought? I don't think he bought the Stranger Things pinball. I I played it at any uh, at a CES and it was it was a lot of fun. It was one of the That's I thought a, it was one of the better Stern pinballs. It's really interesting you say that because I've heard people say it's okay. I've watched some YouTube videos. I, I personally I I think that Stern finally. Uh, did some innovation on on the playfield. In a long, you know, for a long time, it's been cookie cutter, LCD, whatever. Um, yep. And I don't think they're, I don't, I don't think they're producing pins as good as uh, Jersey Jack. Um, um, I think the themes are different. I, I, do, I would agree on most of them. But I mean, I, if you look at a Jersey Jack pin, you got what a twenty-two inch monitor in all of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying. That Steve Ritchie isn't a genius, but I'm just saying, dude, spend some money on your pins. You're 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 
you're nickel and diming people on these things. And, you know, you're buying for a pro is, is now the base price of what a pin was in 1991. So yeah. uh, if you want anything above that, if you want an LE, you're going to pay. And it's going to, you know, you're going to... You're not going to be able to drive a car because you have to pay for your pinball. Well, maybe you put wheels on the pinball. Well, there you go. Right? So, I mean, most people, on, I, I don't know, most what? people can't afford one of the LE pins these days. They no, just I mean, they are they are really expensive. They're, yeah. they're not made to, I mean, they definitely, the LEs are definitely styled at the exclusive collector. The the pros are, they really get rid of a lot of the play on them. I mean, it, I, when people ask me what to buy, I tell them save up for the premium or like probably buy you know an older pin. Well, let's Stranger Things for example. They have that screen and they have a projector. Yeah. They have a little Pico projector that projects, you know, images uh, on a little screen in the middle and the ramps. That goes away if you buy the Pro. Right. It's, it's like why would you buy the Pro? Right. No, I agree because it's forty two hundred instead of seventy two hundred. Right. Uh, so put it in a bar and hope people play it. Yeah, and that's what it's for. I mean, that's the pros are designed to be bar machines. Hmm. Uh, wow, interesting. So we'll move move along here. Um, I just wanted to, uh, not really a news article, but I went up to any arcade this weekend. Sure. Or a few days ago, and uh, it's a little uh, barcade, arcade, whatever you want to call it. Barcade is licensed, so we can't technically say that. Sorry, Jeff. Um, and so it's this little arcade <laughs> in the northeast of Minneapolis, uh, hence the name Any Arcade. Um, <clears throat> it was they had a good selection of games. Um, I, I was kind of learning that the games are owned by not by the owner of the bar, but by other people who go and maintain it. And it was all quarter play, which is or sorry token play, which is interesting. Uh, saw a new mode on Galactic Battlegrounds. Kelly, the guy that wrote that game, was up there. Showed me the mode. It was really neat. Um, but what I found interesting was I was kind of walking around and, you know, I asked some of these games are kind of the, the screens are out of like, they just look terrible. The controls on the Marvel vs. Capcom were Wicco buttons. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, which is not, I mean, I love Wicco buttons, but it's not what you put on a fighting game. And I'm looking at this stuff and I asked somebody like, well, I asked Kelly, like what, what's going on here? And basically there's this detachment between there's the bar owner, there's the game owners, and there's people dropping quarters. So the bar owners obviously making money off the beer, and sure. the game owners are trying to make some money off the quarter drop. But I, I don't. I mean, it's it's interesting to see these arcades opening up. I like to see it, but it's you go in and like some of the games are just so terribly maintained. It's like what, why? Huh. So I mean, what are your thoughts on that in arcades or barcades now? I don't know. I I don't. I have not had great experience at barcades. Um, I also have a higher standard when it comes to restoring games at my own arcade, right? So, like, I, I want the controls to work exactly as they should. I want, when I sit down at a Tempest or, you know, Atari football, I want the trackball to work. I want the spinner to work. Um, and, uh, you know, barcades, they just a lot of times put in stuff that will attract people. And they'll be like, oh, I remember playing this. I love Galaga. Um, you know, and they play for a couple seconds. And it might satisfy the appetite of the of, of a you know average uh, yep. player, I guess. But I don't know. Um, I'm kind of indifferent. There are barcades that are better than others. Tilt, um, for example, in Minneapolis, 
uh, has a great set of pinball machines. They cycle them in and out. They do a good job. Well, well in fairness, the guy that owns Tilt, I mean, his machines are immaculate. Yeah. I mean, they look brand new. It's fun to go play there. That's yeah. my point, right? Uh, you go to UpDown, sometimes things don't work. Yeah. Like, people don't care, you know? Uh, as long as Killer Queen is working and, you know, maybe like, um, I don't know, ice cold beer. Uh, like, who cares about Pac-Man Royale? The, 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 the red player doesn't work, you know? Yeah. And Randy Gelking just said, barcades don't go full Chris Rhodes. And I, I mean, this is true. But one of the things that um, kind of bugged me is like some of it was just simple, like focus adjustments. Sure. On the on the monitors, like you walk by and like the monitors completely out of focus and completely over in it, you know it's probably getting towards the end of its life. Needs a cap kit, needs a tune up, mm-hmm. but they don't even take the time to just twist the knob and say, "All right, let's just tune this back in." Right. No, and and to be honest, I mean, uh, I'm give, I'm just razzing, you know, up down a little bit because I know here in Minneapolis there's a certain company that does the maintenance. So. Uh, you know, but well, you, you guys are very receptive to that, you know, but it's also dependent on whether the owners are going to have it worked on. So, well, well, that and so the funny thing about Uptown is that most of the maintenance we do is for the Uptowns everywhere else. <laughs> we Not don't in Minneapolis. Get many cabinets from the Uptown Minneapolis thing. Yeah, they drive funny. truckloads of them up and we, <laughs> we actually don't get many from the Minneapolis store, which is ironic because they should be able to like just drive them over, but none of them have a truck. <laughs> so, Anyways, you know, so I'm not trying to disparage any arcade. If you're in Minneapolis, if you have a chance, check it out. Sure. Uh, it was fun, neat environment, good beers on tap. Oh, my gosh. Hey. hey. Oh, my gosh. Did we just get What's some? That? What the hell just happened? Yeah. Is that Mark? From your... Yeah, it is Mark. Holy. Uh, how are you, gentlemen? Oh, my God. i got to delete this picture. Uh what what what's happening? Uh, don't worry about the picture. No, don't worry about the picture. Uh, welcome to the nope. show. Holy crap! It's like three in the morning. What time is it there? No, it's uh, it's only one forty-five a.m. Actually. All right, two nice. in the morning. All right, there we go. Did you ask? There you for go. Special, special arcade room with the light behind the bed. No, but hold on. Let me see if I can get this. There. Yeah, that works. We, we didn't know this, pur- this. We didn't know it did this purple light until uh, they, there was an accident where we turned <laughs> only half of the things off in here. Oh my god, that's hilarious. It's true. Yeah, Mark, you, you now officially have not missed an episode since you became a co-host. Yes. <laughs> I was actually kind of thinking he's going to join. He's going to join. Yeah. And who knows what? How, okay. So, all right, let's pause a little bit because we're talking about yes. just what whoever gives it, and and Jordan will be here in just a little bit. But okay. how's the UK? How what? Tell us what you're doing out there. Well, first, uh, are we on the air right now? Well, sure. Yeah, we're we're oh, like oh. yeah, we're like an hour into the oh. show. Okay, so the uh, so they actually had the opening night premiere of the fil- of the Broadway now play or Broadway bound play Back to the Future. And it was amazing. All new music, like sort of a new take on the film and just so funny. And uh, some they, they had done some things that obviously wouldn't fit into the film and they were perfect for a Broadway play. Like Doc Brown actually has this whole sequence called It Works and <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, that's and awesome. I, I, 
Oh my God. And also, now that we know that we can see Broadway plays in Europe, we have not actually done this. You can buy a whole bottle of wine, bring it to your seat, <laughs> and they give you two plastic cups and they're like, good luck. Oh you my know? God. That's hilarious. Please. Please drink these this glass and, and here are your cups that for you to endeavor to do this. And I'm like, yeah. And um, we hung out with a bunch of Brits and they all loved my accent. And it's very strange and surreal. Did they it's use been the, a great night. Frankly. Did they use the word reckon with you? <laughs> I reckon. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I, I, I've, ha- I've had a few beers. Um, <laughs> we didn't meet the cast. The, the cast came out. We hung out with them briefly and we were like, Hope to see you in New York, you know, whenever you become big and famous. And they were like, oh, my God, that's a, that's the, you know, that's the hope and stuff. And then, oh, my God. Just, and, and it's really good. They, they took the movie Back to the Future and they made it its own, like, individual thing. They did not copy it, like, beat for beat or anything. They, they made, an, like, a very unique thing. And, uh, you know. Good cheers for them, those guys. No, right. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, what's funny is we are right up to the point where we should be doing What's in the Juke. Yeah. Oh, where we are? Yeah. Oh, where's, the, yeah. where's our guest? Well, he's 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 going to join at uh, 8 o'clock. I see. So he'll be here in about That's 15 okay. minutes. But uh, I think we should... Well, I think we should jump ahead to what's in the. I mean, Mark's here. Let's go. I think we should. I'm, let's I'm do ready it. to. Or yeah. let's. I mean, I didn't get to write the show notes. My. But you know, we we got my you wife back. Says yes. All right, here we go. Sleepy uh, time. <laughs> I'm telling my wife, it's right. gonna be like we'll be fine. Here we go. Okay. I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back, back to, to the, the cave, cave. With, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? That's right, we're going to skip right ahead. What's in the juke? <laughs> it's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> Mark, why don't you tell us how we play this game? Welcome to What's in the Juke, where we play just a brief part of a song, and we listen to, I guess, the person in the room next to us bang on the wall, <laughs> because they don't like to hear me. Did you hear that? I did. And uh, <laughs> they're like, shut the fuck up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> We play a brief part of a song, and you have to guess if it, uh, you know, as far as the title of the song and the artist. If you guess the title, you get half a point. Half a point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but if you're able to guess both the title and the artist, you get a full point. <laughs> How about that? That's, That's awesome. awesome. I think. Oh, what's happening? Are we losing Brian? What's happening over I there? I don't know. No, he's there. Is he here? Uh, Did he freeze up? Did you see? There he is. Whatever. <laughs> so that's the game. What the hell Welcome, Shatters, do? and and thanks for you know joining us. And right. uh, don't be an asshole like the guy in the in the room next to me. <laughs> okay, here's your first clip. Okay. Hey, Mr. Peabody, that was a good guess. Not, 
not the top guy. It is Billy Idol. Brian Frober gets that. Uh, so I'm going to have to write down Brian Frober. Yeah. And someone that's not me is going to track <laughs> these points. Exactly. So now I'm like, I'm hold, <laughs> I'm holding my phone at the premiere in, in Manchester, England, and uh, I have no access to anything. All right. So uh, I'm going to play a little bit more of that. Good job, Brian. If I didn't, there you go, Brian. You get both. Oh. For a point, it's uh, to be a lover, Billy Idol. One point for Brian Frober. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, okay, so the next track. Here we go. <laughs> Mark, do you know what so that is? Classic. Yeah, it is so good. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I bought that. I bought that album. The album's called Fifty One Fifty. Yeah. That's not. That's not. That's not going to help anybody. But. But Brian uh, Frober gets Van Halen taught, taught me and, how to play like guitar, basically. Yeah. And then that album came out. Yeah, so Brian Frober, you uh, you get Van Halen and Mr. Peabody. Uh, nope, Brian Frober gets both. He gets Van Halen oh. and Dreams. So Brian's got two points already. In the lead. In the Brian lead. Frober. All right, here comes your next track. <laughs> I'll play that. I'll play that again. The, gold, the Golden Knight is... Okay, the so... The theme to Gremlins. No? It's not? Okay. <laughs> it's not the theme to Gremlins. But you're close. No. You're close. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so just how much have you had to drink tonight? Because uh, I've had... We were at a few bars after the show. Yeah. Uh, so we stayed... We stay, oh, the light. My, my wife is turning down the lights. Um, oh. Yeah, we, we uh, <laughs> stayed... We stayed by the stage door, and I got to see Biff... And uh, Lorraine and Marty oh, all cool. come out. It was so fun. That's great. Uh, Brian is correct with Talking Heads. Which song is it, you guys? You're close. <laughs> I'm wearing pink pajamas. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to give this one up. Uh, that is Talking Heads, Wild Wild Life. Brian is ahead. Oh, yeah, totally. He's got three points. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play this this uh, because we, we need to get the fight going. We need to get the fight going. You know, begin. begin. That's right. We need to start this up. Okay, here comes the next track. That's a hard one. I'm gonna have to go to the middle of that song to give a little bit of a uh, hint. That's classic. <laughs> Oh, uh, bet your play. You know, nobody's getting this one. This is hard. Satisfied with ease. Oh, I just gave away the song title. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting it. I might have to let that one go. Uh-oh. Mr. Mister is a very good guess. It is not them, though. Sorry. 
Simple things is not correct. Not correct. You guys are close. It's one simple thing by the stabilizers. Nobody gets it. Oh. All right, here we go. Oh, the stabilizers. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Jordan just joined us for the latter half of What's in the Juke. Hey, Jordan. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? All right. Hang in there. We're just, uh, the chatters are playing a little game right now, trying to figure out what the hell we're playing. Okay, here we go. Not Don Johnson. Good guess. No. Yeah, it's that. It, it's definitely that band that were in that movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is like strike two for the chatters. I'm gonna say it's Wang Chung. Uh, yes, and, Wang Chung. Oh, Randy got it. I'm gonna have to give it to Randy. Randy, you're on the board because I know you did that right. before I said. And the song is "Hypnotize Me." But that was close. Nice. To live in, oh yeah, to live in line. Yeah, it's, that's really good. Okay, here comes the next track. Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? So, uh, yeah, this track is, uh, I'll play a little bit more. Oh, Jacob's Ladder. Randy, you are correct. Huey Lewis in the news. He gets a full point for that. Randy, man, you're on the board. Full point. You're tied now with Brian Frober. That's pretty good. I'm impressed. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna be Brian Frober, I'm pretty sure. Alright, here we go. Here comes the this is a deep cut too. I've got like three deep cuts on here, and this is the third one. Here we go. Deep. Yeah, they're deep. They're like deep fakes, but they're deep cuts. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't this know. It's a anybody, good song. It's a great song. Children. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't know if anybody's going to get it. I mean, they'll get the artist. You can't. Like, It's so identifiable. Okay, David Bowie, Mr. Peabody, you are on the board uh, with a full, with a, you know, am I giving just full points out now for everything? Okay, yeah. Uh, and, and that is uh, Manic Babe. Not correct. Close. Oh, no. No. Magic something from Labyrinth. Randy is close. Randy's closer than anybody. I'm just going to give Randy a point. Because it's arbitrary. So, yes, it's Magic Dance, David Bowie. Okay, here comes your next track. Boston, Randy. Yeah, I'm just giving you a point for that. That's good. And it's Amanda. Good job, Randy. Uh, Brian Frober gets a point. So we got... Amanda. Yep, four. Named after a guy. Yeah, Randy gets a point. I'm just giving points out tonight. (laughs) No half points. Everything's a point tonight because, you know... Full point. It's a super fun time, you know. Okay, we're down to the last two songs. Here we go. Uh, this one's a little harder to get. 
Oh, let, let's do this. Let's go to a part of the song where you can hear it. That's it. Oh, yeah. It's all from 1986, like... by the way. It's a, this is the second time we've done 1986, like, exclusively. Exactly. Yep. I think those guys work at a pet shop. <laughs> I think you might be mm-hmm. right. It is the Pet Shop Boys Opportunities, and um, that means that Randy gets a, a point and Brian gets a point. So uh, oh. Brian is up to five. And Randy is up to six, because I'm just giving full points for everything again tonight. Because why the hell not, right? Full point. Full point for everybody, right? Okay, here comes the last one is going to be worth two points, and here we go. Oh, in excess. <laughs> Randy yeah. gets in excess for, well, it's worth two points, so now i got to split it in half. He gets a point for that. What you need, Brian Frober. Okay, so a point for Brian Frober, six. And Randy gets another point, so seven. And everybody else can suck it. So the winners tonight are Brian, uh, Randy Gelking is in first place. Brian Frober is in second place, and Mr. Peabody is in third place. You guys are awesome. Thanks for playing. Awesome. Awesome. Totally. Oh, here we go. Oh. people have a full-size Galaga arcade game in their kitchen, but Jordan Dorrington of Cedar Rapids does. <laughs> Mr. Jordan Dorrington, welcome to the show. What's going on? Oh, no. Welcome. I'm glad you could join us tonight. So tell us what you've uh, been doing. Tell us what you've been doing tonight. Well, I was working. Yeah? <laughs> I uh, Working work the J-O-B? Uh, I was just out and about, there, or out at work, just uh, doing what I needed to do, and uh, got back here just in time to hang out with you guys. So this is great. Sweet, <laughs> nice. Sweet. Well, why don't you uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living? Sure. So I work with kids. Uh, I work actually in a PMIX center. I work with uh, um, kids with mental illness, so I try to help them be successful every day and. <laughs> You know, I play a lot of video games. I, I guess also I, I do music every once in a while. I'm a drummer. Oh, I like sweet. playing guitar. Um, um, but I kind of put that in the back burner once I uh, once I picked up Galaga and I just kind of <laughs> been focused on those arcade games now. All right. So we know you have uh, recently beat a couple of records. Well, it was January 20. What was it? It was uh, January 26th. 26th, 27th? Uh Yep, January 26th, I did it. I did the, uh, so basically I did uh, uh, two big records. I did the Marathon World Record in Galaga, which is a uh, high score with five lives. Okay. And then I did uh, the Marathon World Record, uh, which was the highest score uh, with a total of 18 lives. Wow. 
And uh, those scores wow. would be uh, for five lives. I did nine million five hundred and forty-six thousand points, and then uh, marathon was uh, was a big one. It was twenty million uh, nine hundred and eighty thousand points. So, wow. yeah, it was uh, it was a major accomplishment. It was a fourteen-hour run, um, and uh, it uh, you know it took a lot of practice to get there. So, what essentially it equates kind of- to doing that on like a single quarter too. So that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, all in one run, and then and then another big achievement I had was uh, uh, I was able to do the longest running Gallagher without losing a life, and that was uh, it's like seven point six million points, and uh, so it's it's like five hours without losing a life, around five Ooh. hours. Wow, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a big game. You know, yeah. it's uh, I'm lucky if I go five minutes without losing a life. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I understand. Uh, and and you're like a local hero now. There was a news article. We played a bunch of clips tonight on the way up to this interview. So sure. that's kind of fun. You got interviewed. What was that like? Uh, it's a little overwhelming, you know, getting interviewed by, uh, left and right by everybody. But uh, it's been great. I mean, everybody's been welcoming about it. You know, it's it's people are taking us seriously. I, you know, some some might think it's a little funny that I would sit there and play a game that long. But uh, you know, it's it's all been good so far. So. <laughs> Well, you're in good company. I mean, we have uh, we've had um, Steve Wiebe and Ben Gold and uh, you know a number of other uh, folks on who have had achievements like this. But it's always fun. Like this is the first time we've had somebody who has had a modern achievement. um, uh, You know, within the last couple of weeks, it's pretty cool. Right. So uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we're in a a little bit in in awe and and. and a, true, <laughs> you know, yeah. like like I, I I had a Galaga machine and like um, I sold it because Galaga is hard to keep running. So right. you have a Galaga machine in your kitchen. Uh, yeah, tell us a little right bit about here. that machine. Yeah, it's it's in the kitchen. Um, I actually don't own it. A lot of people don't know that. I I didn't really talk a lot about that until recently. But I had a guy, a, a really good friend, loan it to me. So I could uh, work on getting these records, and um, sure. uh, it's uh, it's got a dedicated board in it. It's an original. Um, there might have been a little work on the monitor, but other, other than that, it's it's in great shape. And uh, it's got a little I just custom. My fingers every time I turn it on, so I hope it turns on. <laughs> it's got a little. These custom, machines are old. It's got a little custom marquee on it. it looks pretty yeah, swank. So this is. Uh, I went to Australia. Uh-huh. And they had this for their big tournament. It was called Gala Gala. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you guys see it very well or not, but um, yeah. it's uh, yeah. It was just a it it was a marquee they made for the t- tournament, and it says uh, Battle of the Hemispheres on it, 2019, Pincadia, Australia. And that was it was cool. I got to go out there for uh, you know for free and hang out with everybody and be a part of this tournament. It was it was a trip of a lifetime. That's totally rad. Nice. I love it. Yeah. So uh, we know about the record. Uh, just tell us the, the, the point number again because I'm, I'm blown away by the, the number of points. Okay, so uh, I did the tournament tournament settings. I got them written right here. I okay, but awesome. I had the tournament settings at uh, uh, 9,546,930 points. And actually what's interesting about that is on my uh, fourth and fifth life um, – I lost well right before nine point five million. I lost a ship, 
So I had to do a little single ship run to cross over that five-man line so that I achieved that, and then I could double up again. Because if I had doubled up before that, it wouldn't count. Does that make sense? Yeah. It also kind of leads into another question I had, because when you're marathoning or when you're playing this game at the level you are, uh, you have to be able to take breaks. You talk about this in the interview on the television program, and I. Or oh, it's the number one question. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and and I was like really excited to ask, like, how do you go to the bathroom? But you know, um, you know, I, I think we asked. By the way, uh, Tim McVeigh, who's a, a regular on this show, uh, sure. and the and the Nibbler World Champion, uh, is very happy that you you almost to the day. Um, Within a certain number of years, I don't know, it was like 33 or 34 years or something, uh, you you almost uh, set your record on the same day he did, and that's a big that's ac- yeah, it's a big accomplishment, right? Like uh, he got to have Tim McVeigh Day, and now you're sort of having the Jordan, uh, in, so you're a similar experience, right? So, oh, yeah. yeah, the the Jordan Dorrington Day is coming. I'm pretty right. sure. <laughs> well, you know, one would so, hope. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly, one one could hope. Uh, so my question is, uh, and the chatters maybe want to know too, is how do you freaking park the ship? Okay. So I feel like I can, I can explain it a little more easily here than with the, the news anchors who know nothing about arcade games. <laughs> right. But, yeah. um, here's, here's, <laughs> right. I tried to explain it and that didn't go exactly according to plan, but we'll see what we can do. So, uh, in Galaga, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can get to. Uh, it depends on the ranking you're on, but if you're on an easy ranking, so there's four rankings: A, B, C, and D. And if you're on rank A or C, which are difficulties, you will hit a kill screen in Galaga. Does that make sense? Mm. See, so Galaga sure. only goes to stage 255, and then there's a kill screen. But okay. if you're on D, you can. Uh, uh, it'll loop. If you're on the hardest settings, you'll go back to level one. Interesting. And what's even more bizarre is there's a level zero in Galaga. And on level zero, um, you can shoot all the bugs except for one bug. You leave one bug on the screen, like one of the blue and yellow guys, the bees. Uh, You leave that, and basically uh, you can put your ship over to the side, and that bug can't shoot or kill you oh that's funny yeah so you can go and take a break for 10 minutes and you come back and you shoot the bee and you move on interesting it used to be you could park for as long as you wanted but there people are worried that you'll trigger the no the no uh, or what is it the no bullet cheat have you heard of that in galaga there's a cheat in galaga where you can make all the bullets stop so you can only park for a certain amount of time. You can't go park for two hours because people are worried you might trigger the no B or the no bullet trick. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. So there's like I know it's a little complex. No, it is. It's very complex. And I can't imagine being like a referee, like did you do this, did you do that, did you do this? So you right. had to record everything, obviously. You know. Right. For twelve hours. And then you right. just decided to play for an additional two hours because you're insane. Right. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, just just to push even further on that, you know, a, a, an average game uh, before break is like two hours. So you, uh-huh. you play about two and a, about two hours, and then you take a ten minute break. You know, the two hours, ten minute break. So I did that six times in this game. Wow. Um, and uh, when I got towards the end, I mean, you're just exhausted. I mean, you just your mind is kind of numb, and 
Uh, yeah, you know, if it wasn't for getting uh, the marathon record, you know, I, I probably would have gone just shy. I probably would have been like, you know what, I, I, I'm just too exhausted. But I, once I passed that line, oh, it was great. I had adrenaline for the next two hours, and I just played on. So. <laughs> I want to play a clip and then I'm going to ask you a question. Here you go. Yeah, sure. I can't hear anything. Is it playing? Did it? Did that not play for everybody? Uh, we uh, heard nothing. Okay, let me let me do that again. Here we go. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry about that. My wife decided that she'd never see me again if if uh, it's in the basement. So we had it put right here in the kitchen, <laughs> so she could she could sit on the couch and and uh, watch TV while I try to break a record. <laughs> okay. So your wife is obviously very oh. supportive of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, <laughs> so to be clear, um, she's not a big arcade gamer, yeah. but she loves Pip, yeah. you know, and she works at an arcade. And oh. uh, that's where I met her. I met her at our local arcade. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it all worked out, you know. <laughs> it was perfect. She saw me playing Galaga. I don't, you know, I don't <laughs> think that was the reason. But. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh, he's so good at Galaga. That's right. right. <laughs> no. I'm in. Right. Oh, oh my god that reminds me <laughs> oh that's good so uh, <laughs> okay uh, yeah you, it reminds me of a, a clip from Walter Day let me just play this real quick I wanted to be a hero I wanted to be the center of attention I wanted the glory I wanted the fame I wanted the pretty girls come up and say hi I see that you're good at centipede <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, oh, I'm, yeah. She's like, hi, I see you're good at Galaga. Right. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. So yeah, she's, no, I, I see where you're going with it. Absolutely. But, but uh, um, and then, like, and yeah, you're like, actually, will you marry? Uh, and then you're like, will you marry me? Talking and, <laughs> what were you saying? I just, I'm just like, and then you're like, will you marry me? <laughs> she's right, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're good at Galaga. No, it, it, it's more about, you know, just we just bed each other there and, sure. uh, you know, we have sure. common interests and went from there. So so now you have a Galaga in your kitchen and it won't stay there yeah. forever. But, you know, at least she, you know, that's pretty cool. She's amiable to that. So, you know. Absolutely. She's been great. I She puts up with so much for me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you sit there and hear those noises all day long. So. That's that's great. I mean, 14 hours is a long time. That's a good portion of a day. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so you're, how often? How often did you practice to get there? I mean, the fourteen hours is amazing, but like, roughly, how many hours did it take you of like playing the game to get to that level? So, let's start with this. I, I when Quarter Barrel opened up our local arcade, I started going to play Galaga on the weekends, and um, they were on much easier settings at the time when I was playing. But I was starting to get these big scores. Um, and I realized that, okay, uh, I'm going to have to step it up a notch if I really want to get to some of these records. So uh, I had my buddy um, who was able to find me a Galaga cabinet, and we put it here in the kitchen. And that's when I, that's when I started playing every day a little bit because, you know, you're not very good when you start out. I mean, I would play maybe 30, 40 minutes on the hardest settings and be done with a game. And so I would play, you know, I'd play maybe five, 10 games a day. And then as time goes on, you start to get better. Um, you start to play, you know, one game takes an hour. So you're only able to play a couple games a day. And so um, it goes from playing every day to, 
playing every other day. And then it gets to, well, games are lasting two or three hours. You know, I got to, I can only play one game today, uh, but I could maybe play a game a day. And then it turned into, man, it's got to be on a weekend because the games are getting so long. And, and after about a year and a half, total of just starting from, you know, the basics on the hardest settings. I was able to get to uh, uh, um, having these games where I was getting close to the world record. So, um, yeah, I'd say maybe a year and a half and, you know, as much as you can when you start and then you just get to this point where you're like, you know, I can only play on a Sunday. I, I, I can only play one game for 10 hours now, you know, trying to achieve this record. So if you miss if you miss it on a Sunday, that's it. You got to wait a whole nother week because you can't, you know, you got work and everything else in your life. You can't just <laughs> be like, OK, I'm going to do a 10 hour game tomorrow. You know, I ain't going to happen. Yeah. So <laughs> I hope that helps answer your question. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and why and why Galaga? Oh, I I, I grew up uh, playing it with my dad here and there like every time we'd walk by a galaga machine i'd be like oh man let's 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 play now uh when i was a kid i didn't get over thirty thousand points you know but i love playing it with my dad so uh you know i would you know anytime i pointed out you know i'd be like dad look there's a galaga and he'd smile and go okay let's put in some quarters in place that was really cool growing up nice very cool very nice did you have any favorite arcades back in the day with your that you visit with your dad so uh, I'm 34. So I saw, I saw the, the crappy end of the arcades. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, we had an arcade in our hometown, and it was just terrible. No one went to it. It shut down after you know a couple of years. And um, you know, uh, I went to a water park to play on some arcades every once in a while. But it was like they they didn't work. They didn't care about fixing them. I really didn't, you know, I, I really didn't see many arcade games that, that, oh, you know, when I was like right. from age five to 12, I just, they just sucked. <laughs> yeah. Were there, I'm sure were, you guys, were there any, did you have any like Pizza Huts that still had like Miss Pax playing or? We had a Pizza was, Hut that had uh, Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Turtles. I played that. Yeah, that was cool. That's cool. They kept good, good nice. care of that. Sure. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I have one Pizza Hut game myself. Uh, the, the Pizza Hut in Lakeville had a Moonwalker, Michael Ooh. Jackson. Oh, a Michael Jackson Moonwalker. Yeah, it was really fun. Nice. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize at the time, but uh, Michael was shooting right out of his penis. Oh, oh yes. Wow. There you go. <laughs> uh, I guess it was his, mid- bizarre, I guess. It was his midsection. It was his midsection. Oh. Sorry. Uh, it's a family show, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, did you have uh, did you have console? Were you like an N sixty four kid? What were you? I was a Nintendo kid. Um, so, Super Nintendo sixty four. Uh, I didn't really get into the GameCube. Once the GameCube came out, I started looking at you know I think I was like PlayStation two for a little bit. But then um, at that point, uh, I started going back to older consoles again. I started. Uh, collecting like NES games, um, uh, Super Nintendo games, and then I found a Sega Genesis. So I started collecting them, and I've did, got a pretty did, good collection now. Did you fall into the trap that I did, and you bought a console, and then every time you bought a console, you went and looked for the the Midway Arcade Classics uh, game to put into it? So like you could buy that thing on everything. It was on Super oh, Nintendo. Oh, on everything, yeah. It was on like PS1, yeah. PS2, everything. 
But uh, my point is, is that like at what point when you're playing console games, did you realize uh, I really I really like playing Galaga. I, mean, I need a Galaga machine. Well, I'll be honest. Uh, I saw the King of Kong documentary. There you and go. that's when I, I started. You know, I think like everybody gets into it. But uh, I started going. Uh, I really like Gallagher. I'd love to know what the record is on that. And I looked up the record at the time and I was like, this is insane. Like, there's no way I would even approach that. Let me find a different game. And, and of course, at the same time, there was no arcades around right. during that point. Right. I was looking up the record. So not only could I not achieve that record if I had an, uh, a Gallagher, there wasn't one around. So it was like, it was kind of pointless. Uh, I think I saw it in, I want to say 2006 or seven, and then for a long time, I just kind of played played console games and collected them. And then, like four years ago, the Quarter Barrel opened up in Cedar Rapids, and that's when I was like, "Oh yeah, all right, <laughs> let's well, do something." It's yeah, Quarter Barrel. That's a freaking good name for an arcade too. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's an arcade and a brewery. <laughs> I think one. Of, yeah, that's actually even better. I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Uh, sure beats the hell out of Barcade. Um, so, anyway. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I'm bitter. They sued me. What do you do? So, um, really? but it, <laughs> so, uh, you, yeah, they totally did. Well, they didn't sue me. They just sent me a cease and desist. Cease and desist. Yeah. Yeah, like, fuck those guys. <laughs> 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 we settled. No, I got a centipede machine out of it. I'm happy. And actually, hey. Brad, Brad has it now, so. Uh, Brad can thank Barcade for that centipede. So, um, at any point in your uh, video game career, so to speak, uh, did you have you ever stopped playing for games for any period of time, or have you sort of always been playing? I've always been playing games. Yeah, you know, games are a part of my. Life. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I uh, love playing games like uh, Final Fantasy. Zelda, all the whole franchise on Zelda is great, you know, things like that. So I would always stay busy. People always knew me as playing retro games, sure. never really arcade games, but uh, retro games obviously was a big deal right. uh, for me. Uh, you know, watching uh, uh, cool things about, you know, like uh, documentaries here and there about video games. And, you know, like, uh, have you guys ever heard of the video game nerd? I watched him a lot. I watched uh, <laughs> Irate Game review those games you know what i mean so yeah um yeah those were those were people i watched all the time and i would go to garage sales and collect games and play them with my friends and that was <laughs> that was the cool thing so. nick wow. nick c of the chat says ask jordan how long until he kill screens donkey kong jr oh yeah, yeah I, I uh started playing that pretty well uh lately i've Got about two hundred thirty thousand point score in it, so mm-hmm. I have all the basics down. I'm hoping here to have a kill screen pretty soon. So that game is um, hard. Oh my god, that game! Mm. That game is relentlessly. Hard. I bought I bought one like a year ago. Um, year I guess a year and a half ago. Um, it's moving into Adam's arcade this week, actually. Uh, oh, cool. So I'm super excited about it because I want it to be parked next to my uh, DK, but I. When people come over and play DK Junior, they're used to playing like the Nintendo version, which is much more forgiving. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and <laughs> you get on the arcade one, and you're like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> right? You know, I can't tell you how many times I've screamed at my uh, or at the Donkey Kong Junior machine. So, at the arcade, so so annoying. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is a tough game, yeah. <laughs> it is a tough game. So uh, besides, I mean, Galaga is not easy either. I mean, personally, sure. I've, I've, I talked to a bunch of people after you scored that record, and it was interesting to me. Like, I've never scored more than 50,000 points. I've never scored more than 160,000 points. Like, people haven't even approached uh, the level that you have. Like, a million points is unreachable. So, um, sure. it's like uh, you play at a totally different level. I think Billy Mitchell says it, and maybe in King of Kong or Chasing Ghosts, but, you know, it's like you're, you're born with it, you know. So, uh has Billy called you up to say, "Hey, congratulations on your on your world record"? Are you part of Actually, the Billy Mitchell Club now? He 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 did reach out to me. That's um, awesome. And he said, you know, uh, he wanted me to possibly do a double up stream with him, and I couldn't do it at the time. Sure, but, sure. You know, that's cool. He wanted to play Donkey Kong, and he and have me play Galaga next to him. And I said, uh, you know, fun. if we find time available, that that'll be perfect. I would yeah. love to do that. That that's not a problem to me. So that's pretty cool that he invited you to do that. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him a bunch of times. I've met him. He's a uh, always a charming individual when you're. When you're hanging out with them, that's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, what got you interested in games? Do you rem- you're going back to your earliest game memory? What got you interested in video games? I got a Super Nintendo for Christmas. And oh. like changed forever. <laughs> <laughs> what games did you get with it? I got Super Mario World. Oh, I got yeah. one of the crappiest games ever made in history, Home Alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I beat it. Like, this is stupid, but, you know. By the way, I, I should take this time to to plug the Analog NT and uh, the EverDrive um, X5. So I I also like the Super Nintendo. Um, there's a oh, Euro- yeah. European company that made a FPGA version of the SNES. So it uses field pro, uh, programmable gate arrays to emula- emulate at the hardware level. So you're actually playing Super Nintendo, basically on a Super Nintendo. So, uh, but it's modern hardware, so it outputs HDMI, and you can do scan lines and the whole thing. So it's super fun. You get to play like, you know, uh, Super Punch Out with Gabby J. You know, oh yeah, and the, the, the all that Fair stuff, hard. and it's it, yeah, and it's totally you know you can have your entire ROM set, super super, super cool, and uh, eight bit do controllers with super awesome like low latency blue Bluetooth wireless, so you can sit in bed and play in HDMI. It's unbelievable, and then uh, and then if you buy the EverDrive from Chris, you know you're set. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just had to plug that stuff because it's I I just got it set up in the last. A week and a half, and I'm absolutely loving it. And the Analog NT uh, system that uh, the FPGA system I'm talking about comes with uh, two games built in. So, oh cool, yeah, you're you're totally set. Anyway, there you go. that's totally rad. I love it. So, uh, Brian, did you have a question? Looked like you have a question. No, I. So what? So you, they brought up Donkey Kong Jr. What other games do you have your eyes on? What are you like looking at going, ah, maybe I should take a crack at this one? Uh Galaxian for sure. Wow. I really like Galaxian. A lot of a lot of Galaga players I don't think like Galaxian because it's a much slower game, but um I love Galaxian. I think it's great. Um and uh 
I would say Donkey Kong 3, because that's a shooter game. That was something I've been looking at for a while. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, it's funny. A lot, of people don't, a lot of people don't realize this. But Donkey Kong 3 is really like the Nintendo version of Galaga. Yeah. There's no, I see where you're going with that. It's basically a bunch of bugs flying down. And if and actually if you play it with that mentality, it's a it's a much different game. Yeah. But if you if you go into it thinking uh this is supposed to be like Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr. and, and those games are all very different from each other. And yeah, they are. So uh but I love DK three and a lot of people don't. Um I think it's an I awesome love game. It too. It's a it's uh, I think what's great about it is um um you know, it's it's a game where you have to learn different patterns with bugs, kind of like with Galaga, so I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird uh, having to spray Donkey Kong, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, you know, you don't have to do that in that game. You can actually sit there and kill all the bugs on certain stages and you can pass the level. So I think that's cool, too. Um, um, but, yeah. you know... Uh, uh, Games like that, uh, maybe like 1941, too. I kind of looked at that a little bit. You know, simple shooter games that I might be having an advantage on because I can play and, you know, do the fire button for 14 hours. So I might as well <laughs> look at maybe a couple other games where it takes a lot of uh, a lot of uh, firepower and a lot of stamina to be able to do that. So. Yeah. Uh, Gil Kong says uh, DK3 is a way better game than Galaga. <laughs> i know it's great yeah yeah you know it's it's uh i just started learning it on the switch i bought a switch oh cool and what's so cool is download all those arcade games on there and so yeah. it's a little different but you can learn the basics on there so you know learning the basics to donkey kong jr and donkey kong and donkey kong 3 on the switch um it's great because then I can go down to the arcade and then actually do actual runs where, you know, I can just sit there uh, with the switch and just learn basic strats. You know, you can even do save states on the switch. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't I mean, I don't even know a game system now that if you buy it doesn't come with save state, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. You're you're about a decade younger than the majority of us on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so. You kind of grew up with uh, what I'll call the fighting game era. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is one of them. But sure. Like, but you had like uh, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, you know. You're a little bit behind us as far as like the golden age goes. Um, sure. But then you find this this Galaga game that's a golden age. How do you feel that golden age games like Pac-Man and Galaga, Dig Dug, uh, Tempest, Star Wars, uh, compare to... Uh, that fighting error. What, what's your opinion on that? Well, I don't know. I think the biggest problem I have is when you can put quarters in the continue. And I think sure. that kind of started that trend in the nineties. You know what I mean? Where you, Le- had, the late you 80s. had these arcade games. Yeah. 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 Where you had mm-hmm. these arcade games where you put a coin in and you get the highest score possible. And then, um, you know, it, it's it's got bragging rights to it, and then you fast forward to these games where, you know, I just keep putting in quarters, and I can get a big score. You're kind of buying your way into that. That that kind of is not a big thing for me. Sure. So there's some sure. there's some '90s games that I do like. Uh, I like. Uh, I, well, I believe they're '90s. Uh, Sinistar <laughs> is that late '80s? That's no, '80s. Or is that... That's that's early okay. '80s. Yeah. Early oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. okay. 
Maybe I'm thinking of uh, 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 th- there's a couple Williams games I really liked um, that were I thought were nineties. Uh, uh, see, I could be off. Um, uh, I know that uh, uh, every game I'm thinking of, I'm thinking eighties now. I don't know. Maybe may- well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I played a lot of that. But, that's nineties uh, or late, that's a 90s, very, very late eighties, eighty nine maybe. Ninety, but yeah. So like, it's interesting that you say that because like, uh, I think I think that there are a ton of games in the eighties that were kind of advanced. Uh, sure. For any, they might feel like nineties games, and they were yeah, still they, a, they were yeah. still around in the nineties. Uh, yeah, but, like time. What is it? Time pilot. I always thought that was a nineties too, but that's a late. That's 80s, an 80s, isn't that's it? That's a early to mid, yeah. So oh, the early to mid. <laughs> exactly. Way off but like, uh, yeah. um, Stun Runner, for example, that's a late okay. 80s game. Uh, it's a buying game. And, and I, I think, know that one. Yeah. And I think it would be great if Stun Runner, because that's the one where you're flying down the tube and you got to pick up all the stuff. I think that it will be awesome if somebody made like a different ROM set where you you don't get to buy in. You have like a one shot. Um, sure. Uh, APB. Uh, a bunch of the late Atari games uh, had buy-in, and so you could just, you know, you could just pay for your score, which is not. That's yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's not that's fun. The thing that I, I'm not all about that. that <laughs> Mark is going to a, sleep. That's what. Right. Like. <laughs> Mark. What? Mark no. is laying down. I'm he's got a pillow. He's looks just. <laughs> he's freaking on the other side of the. Po- he's in the United I'm, Kingdom right he's now. In the UK. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in Manchester, England. So sorry. <laughs> it's, I'm so glad you're here with us. But it's hilarious. Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> like your your face is a giant S, but you look great. Yeah. <laughs> I I know we have other questions. And Brian's about ready to ask one too. I'm still trying to think of '90s games. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, though. I got my time way. I think it's again. great. You know, uh, my collection is uh, 95% 1975 to before 1989. Oh, of and course, those are the best. Yeah. The best so I don't. Ha- I mean, I like the the latest game I have is probably uh, eight, Tubin, maybe. Oh, okay, I know Tubin. I've played it. Yeah, and that's also a buy-in game, but it's kind of fun because it's two players and you're whacking away, and you know it's, you know, right. it's swimming down the river. So, uh, but I find it boring after a while. But the kids love it; sure. they just pump quarters in it. But uh, it's got a steep learning curve because doesn't I, it have the weird controls on it? Or yeah, it's all buttons. I guess yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's another, that's another thing that's great about old arcade games, <laughs> right? It's like every game has a unique button set or a unique control set. Yeah. Um, sure. And they really tried to innovate in the in the eighties. You know, you had you had Pac Man, which was what a joystick, and then you had Tempest, which was a spinner. You had Tron with a spinner and a, and a button and a and a trigger button, and then you had Star Wars with a yoke. You oh, had yeah. Moon Patrol with a joystick and a button. Uh, I love Moon Patrol. Defender, yeah. holy crap. Uh, that's a steep learning curve. Here's a set of buttons that will yeah. just confuse the shit out of you. Yeah. And a joystick. Uh, Star Trek, one of the worst control sets on a dedicated system, but one of the most awesome on on the cockpit. Spy Hunter, yeah. uh, you have a, a wheel. 
Um, don't don't speak ill of Spy Hunter. I'm not. I'm just saying don't it's do it. uh, it's unique. Don't do no. it. Yeah, it's unique, <laughs> and you've got you know a lot of stuff going on there. I mean, I, I I I love I love when you sit down to an arcade game and it has a unique experience, and I think that's what most of those games from 1979 to 1984 were trying to do. They're trying oh, to attract sure, yeah. you to try something new and to take your freaking quarter. You know, <laughs> right? So. Of course. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's yeah, '90s and '80s games are much different. I actually think it's great that you can't think of much past the '80s. I think it's uh, oh, yeah. it's a testament to that era. Yeah, the games were that good. Absolutely. Yeah. Mark's pulling an Adam. <laughs> I'm awake. It's it's three a.m. He is awake. He My just I didn't know I was so boring. He's totally comfortable. <laughs> I. I mean, this this I'm, might be one of the best I'm episodes we've ever recorded. I, uh, <laughs> oh shit! She turned off the big light. I'm gonna have to go. <laughs> it's gonna get intimate in here go. real soon. Yeah. No. 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 I, I think we're leaving. So you, you guys have a good one. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. Right. See ya. So uh, that was Mark Shields. I can't believe he did this show from England. And actually, cool, I can kind of believe it. I was I was half expecting him to join, but that's pretty awesome. Uh, Netropolis in the chat says he just heard about this score the other day. Congrats, beats my best ever high score of ninety two thousand. Have you played uh, with the Mister or anything? Have you ever tried that, Jordan? Somebody brought what? that up. There's a there's a FPGA game board called the Mister, which is kind of like an open source version of uh, like the Crafty Mac Big Kit. And it has a lot of uh, FPGA versions of games. I have not. No. I have. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so, <laughs> the reason the reason I asked is I'd be curious. So, like, I mean, one of the things that the Big Kit did is they got a lot of... Uh, Aaron spent a lot of time working with uh, Tim, making sure that the emulation was just dead-on perfect. Oh, oh okay. And the, okay. And the Big Kit is... is proprietary i mean like you know aaron owns all the code for it created all the code for it the mister is an open source um but it's yeah and, it, and brian Fober clarified, clarified it does consoles and computers as well and it does mm-hmm. um but it's kind of a it's based on what is the d10 nano uh fpga board so it's like a board you can buy from amazon mauser wherever sure and load this code onto it and then it will do an fpga emulation of these games um so i'd be curious i can't and i don't know offhand i'm sure one of the guys in the chats does uh, if Galaga is on that, and they'll probably answer in about two minutes. I don't either. So that'd be a pretty cool. Puyan, what does that have to do with anyone? My- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it is. It is. It, it's. It, and Brian brought up. It does have the advantage of the. The Mister has the advantage of there's. It's an open source, so it's constantly being advanced. And uh-huh. it also has the downside of it's an open source, so like you don't know if the people doing the advancement know what they're doing. I mean, most of them right. do, and there's a pretty good forum. But it's kind of one of these things where everybody, anybody can jump in. Uh, so far, it's been pretty good, but we'll we'll see. It's very promising. There's a ton of people working on it. Yeah. What are there games like? So I get asked the other side of this. It's like, what are the are there any games that you've walked up to and you've just been like mm. excited to play? Started playing, but like, no, no, absolutely <laughs> not. This is terrible. I'm done. <laughs> Never Are you talking about arcade before? in general or Galaga? Because Galaga can have those problems, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. For example, you can, you can get on a Galaga machine, and uh, it can have the rapid fire on, the fast fire on. It's just a joke. I mean, you just sit sure. there and press the button down, and it just annihilates 
the bugs. So, you know, I've had that I've had that thing where I'm like, oh, I'm going to play Galaga. And it's like, oh, wait, it's on the easiest settings and you just can machine gun everything. So, but are you talking, you're talking arcades and games talking, in general? Like games in general. Are there like like games other than Galaga that you've walked up to, started playing them, but like, no, just not yeah. worth it. Done. I am not a fan of Missile Command. And I'm sorry for anybody who likes Missile Command. Oh, my God. I am just. I'm terrible at it. I just got absolutely I'm, I find the hang up button. In. Where's the hang up I button? I didn't time to look at that. And I'm just like, I always thought that was terrible for years. But I, I maybe look at it, you know, down the road someday. But I just am not with the big trackball and you got the three. Yeah. It's funny because uh, you joined the show late because Brian's, uh, <laughs> Brian was gushing about his Valentine's gift to his wife. Which oh, is yeah. a, a missile command cocktail? I shit you not. This was <laughs> our conver- really? this was our conversation before you joined the show, and so and, and and like missile command to me is like one of the coolest games ever. There's actually a document, uh, uh, and I, I'm not berating you. I'm not berating you. You uh, you deserve to hate what you hate. But let me just tell oh, you, yeah. there is a documentary out there about a guy that does a missile command, and, and uh, it's it's a fun one. Uh, it's a, it's a very difficult game, uh, yeah. and we also bring up Roy Schilt on this show quite a bit. Oh, sure. So, so, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to necessarily bash it, but it, it, I'll tell you what my problem is: is like that's a game you have to sit there and you, you, you got to study because it's gonna all those all those uh, shooter missiles or whatever they all coming in the same spots, and I'm just going, I don't have the time. So I just sit there and play for fun, and it's like, oh, I just die after one one stage. <laughs> I'm all done. The, the world ends, you know. It's all <laughs> blown smithereens. So I was going to ask you: Is yeah, everything? Is there, are there other yeah, trackball games that you don't like? Is there anything with trackballs, or is it just that strategy on Missile Command particularly? <laughs> you know, I'm terrible at Arkanoid. So, but, oh no, no, wait, that's not a trackball. That's a that's a what's better to call that? Uh, the spinner. Uh, I'm terrible at that. I, maybe it's those those things that I'm not very good at. Uh, uh, oh, I guess I'm really bad at uh, Marble Madness. That's a trackball, isn't it? That's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I'm not very good. So maybe it's a trackball. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's uh, <laughs> it's that. I don't know. I just there, there's there's a couple of games that like um, I just I just can't get into. Uh, uh, that would be Missile Command is one. I mean, I think Burger Time is a great game. I oh, can't get into it. At I all. hate Burger Time so much. I'm sure I'm just people oh, screams. You know, oh, out there, no. they're all screaming right now because I'm because no. <laughs> I'm saying these games. I hate Burger I just, Time. I'm not a fan of that. Um, uh, Zaxxon, do you like I, Zaxxon? Because if you like Zaxxon, well, I hate Zaxxon. So Zaxxon, I'm not a fan of. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. But we do have one at my local arcade. So yeah. I was thinking about taking a look at that, but I, yeah. I just I can't get into that. Right, hard um, hard ass game. To, yeah, to I'm not. I don't like. Uh, I think pole position is great. Yeah, I don't. Love I'm not very game. good at it. I don't like pole position. It's a great so, game. It's a great game. Yeah. I wouldn't play a candy-ass game like Pac-Man. That's for girls and chumps. The guys who play Pac-Man are not very talented. They can't handle games like Missile Command or any of the real tough games. Those games are more popular because they're easier to play, and the games like Missile Command are not that popular because they're really hard to master, and, and it takes a lot of skill to play. And trackballs are a lot harder to control than a, than a joystick. And there's three buttons, three different missile bases, and missiles that travel at different speeds. Everything would have would have fell right into place, but he forgot about one thing. 
that I would about me convincing Steve Weeby not to be a chump, talking him out of being out of chumpatizing himself. <laughs> Ray Shelton. Whoa. Full of I, got good... one. I got one. Yeah, okay. On. Here you go. Hold on. I got, I got a good one here. Uh, have you guys played the uh, Fix-It Felix? Fix-It Felix, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that at all. I do not like Fix-It Felix. Uh, that's something that I, I – I walk past all the time. You know, I, I played, played it once or I, twice. I just couldn't get into it. I played it at Disney. Uh, they yeah. Had, they had like a dozen machines there at Disney Quest when I went there. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a decent, uh, it's a decent game. I think it's along the lines of Donkey Kong. I, sure. I think there's been better implementations of it since sure. they released that game. Um, and, and so I, but I don't find it to be irritating. I find it to be out of place. Because it's not a classic game, but it feels like a classic game, right? Right. You know, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting science experiment. I think it's really kind of fun, actually. But sure, okay. Yeah, sure. I, I, don't, I don't. I'm not going to go set a world record, but but basically, <laughs> I don't set world records, so there's no danger yeah. of that. Like, I, I think my top score in Donkey Kong is like seventy five thousand. So. Oh yeah, you know I love Donkey Kong. That's a good game. Yeah. I'm not. I'm I not got like be... 200,000 200, k in that right now. Nick so. C says I kill I kill screen to fix it. Felix on Arcade Legends uh, from AT Games. So I don't know if that's oh, a cool. true statement or not, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I think he's making that up. He's probably <laughs> dating Felicia Day too. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, no offense, Nick. I, I don't know you that well, but I love you. And I'm pretty sure that we would love each other if we hung out. And we could have a beer sometime. I think it'd be great. Uh, the Sega, uh, Mr. Peabody says the Sega Genesis version is the best of uh, what? Fix uh, <laughs> Legends Ultimate? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I've, uh, games like Gauntlet never got to me. I would never was a big fan of Gauntlet because you just yeah. put in a quarter and like... You just keep, like, is there an end to that game anyway? You just, I mean, pretty much. Just keep going. You're like, I'm a wizard. Uh, <laughs> blue wizard needs food badly. Uh, right. <laughs> and, and, and Quarter, 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 quarter. <laughs> exactly. Right. But people love that game. People love that game. Oh, yeah. I, I grew up playing Gauntlet. I really, I mean, I that's one of the games I wanted to have. I don't know why. It's more just such good memories of that game, I think. Is where what it comes down to. Which one? Gauntlet. Oh, you you love Gauntlet. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elf, Elf, Elf is about to die. <laughs> That's right. That's Gauntlet. Bro, I played it a little bit, not very much. You know, I didn't get. I never got into it. <laughs> Don't oh, shoot the oh, food. Satan Hollow is a game I love. I oh, love really? Satan. That's interesting. That's another one that would be great. Ah, oh, that is there that a world one. record on that? Because I mean, sure there is. Look that up. I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm not a fan, but <laughs> oh, I enjoy that game actually. I will say that that is a, I do have fun with that. Hell of a cat. Adding man. the shield to the ship was a big thing. That's that for me. That's what sold me is you could have this little shield for a minute. It's like a barrier thing that nothing can hurt you for a split second. I love that. So they were the going first... to Satan's back. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So they they actually added the shield to that was that the first game to do that because like i mean ash or uh space invaders you had shields but they were like three shields that were static and you had to hide behind them they were more like right. bunk- they were more like bunkers really 
Gorf. Gorf had a shield. Oh yeah, yeah. Gorf did. But it wasn't. Sure. It wasn't around the ship. It was just a shield. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Oh my god, that game. Okay, I I just want to say, if anybody gets a chance to play War of the Worlds, Cinematronics, War of the Worlds, it is super rare. I know one guy that has one, and he's right here. Um, it is probably my new favorite vector arcade game of all time. I just really? love, I love it. It has like creepy animations for the for the aliens. They they like walk like spiders and come towards you and you shoot. It's it is glorious. I don't know how it didn't become like a bigger game, except for with well, cinematronics. What I thought was really funny about that one, like you talked about the shields on the other games. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple of pro gamers, like fighting game guys, come through the shop on this tour with Red Bull, and they mm-hmm. played War of the Worlds, and. We had it at uh, 2DCon last year, and watching people play it at 2DCon who were kind of classic gamers versus the competitive fighting gamers, the style was just so different. Like the competitive really? fighting gamers, yeah. They, it, yeah, it was like they were they were like integrating this like their strat the strategy became very quick where the like the classic gamers would like move stop shield shoot like move stop shield shoot and the like the flow that the the fighting games guys had was like moving while shielding, getting across shoot. I mean, it's just like everything was much quicker, much more succinct. It looked like kind of a flow to the game. I suppose when I play it, it's like button one, button two, whoops, button three, shoot, I died. Okay. Yeah. Button. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was really cool to see. That is cool. Yeah. I've Did never you... played it. So I, I, I wouldn't know. Are you a street fighter? Uh, game? Have you ever played street fighter or mortal Kombat or those? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I played Street Fighter, Street Fighter Turbo, or whatever they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super yeah. Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Do you find Mortal Kombat? I own Kombat do you too. find the the classic games like? Uh, Gal- I'm mean, I'm mean, trying to create an argument here, but like, well, do you, do you find the the classic games? For me, uh, I'm a button masher when it comes to fighting games. I can't. I'm not very good at like comboing up. I know a few combos. And like sure. if you play Tashinden two with me, I'll kick your ass because I know all the combos. <laughs> but if you play like Street Fighter or Tekken, um, unless you play Tekken Tag, then I I might I might win. But so my point is is that there's all these different combinations, and I feel like uh, games like Galaga and and some of the other games there's more precision because you have less to concentrate on. So. Do, how do you? What do you feel about that? Like, do you, are you a fighting game guy, or if you are, that's cool. But I, I just, yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, you know, combos and fighting games have never been. You know, getting the combos and fighting games has never been a big, uh, a big thing for me. Um, I, I think what I love uh, is about. Well, here's what I love most about Galaga. It's very satisfying when you, when you take out an entire stage of bugs mm-hmm. and you do it uh, gracefully. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, perfect. Wow, you cleared that. And then you get a perfect bonus mm-hmm. and then you get um, uh, the next stage and you clear it out. Maybe there's a little trouble, but you're able to, to, you know how to handle that situation. <laughs> That's what I find so appealing to, to Galaga. Whereas, uh, you know, like you said, you know, I mean, learning those combos in, in, in these fighting games are important. And obviously, there's a difference between a guy who's just pounding the controller a million miles an hour and actually a guy who knows how to do moves and things. Um, so I could see a little similarities in that with what you're talking about. But really, I mean, that stuff has just never been. It's never been appealing to me. Right. And, and um, um, 
you know, understanding the ins and outs of games like Galaga and Donkey Kong Jr., doing things in the game that, like, people didn't think could happen, that, that's what's really cool to me. Um, uh, a great example would be Point Leeching on, you know, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. for years. People, people didn't really uh, know that existed or were like, wow, I didn't think you could do that. You know, I didn't think that that was something that the game, you know, you found this hidden thing in the game that's so cool. And um, um, those are things that just, you know, bring a lot of joy, I think, to, uh, you know, me when it comes to playing these classic games. Uh, Galaga, you know, find, what was really cool for me was finding out at, at uh, 13 million points, or I think it's 14 million points in Galaga, that the hit miss doesn't work anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's so cool. <laughs> hit miss won't, it won't show your hit miss anymore. That That's something that I go, wow, you know, now a lot of people know that because they never <laughs> exactly. had a score like that. That's right. awesome that that was found in this game, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a uh, a golden ship in Galaga. Everybody's trying to find this golden ship, you know? Um, um, but, but you get my point. Like, uh, finding these secrets and, and taking something that's so basic and now has been done so many times that people have these complex patterns and things that they can do to get even farther or get more points, that's something that appeals to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah. It- <laughs> And I can't imagine what it's like to play. Okay, so the other thing about this that we haven't discussed really is this game's from 1981. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was born in '85. Right, so. it's older than you are. Uh, I think that the, it's really interesting that it, it it has captured your your interest and piqued your interest, and and then and then driven you to become better than these people that, I mean, the game's been out a long time. You'd think somebody would have done what you've done by now. Uh, it's 2020 for God's sake. It's a future. We're in the future. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, so it's pretty freaking cool. Um, right. Well, and there have been, um, there's a few other guys out there, Mike Thompson, Armando Gonzalez. Sure. These guys, play at the same level I'm at, you know, these are guys that have reached these goals. So, uh, um, um, realistically, you know, I think there's even more coming up here soon. Actually, uh, I was going to point out that, you know, I've, I've started this Galaga group and this Galaga club, it's called Galaga group, but it's like a club. And I'm hoping that, um, people will join in and, and, and can learn the basics there and we can find other players out there that uh, are like, wow, I'm really good at Galaga and, and, um, Maybe I can be where you know where Jordan Norton is someday, if that makes sense. So, and, and now I'm sad because I got rid of my door, my 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 gal. I said I almost said I got rid of my Dorrington, but I, I almost got I got I got rid of my Galaga. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sad about that because it was a fun a fun thing. So um, looking in the chat here, uh, uh, Brian is at. Oh, some people are asking Brian some questions. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't remember the names. Uh, I'm trying. I was trying to look it up quickly, and I couldn't find the list, um, which is terrible. That's right. That's like terrible. That's right. But yeah. So uh, this is a, sort of the basic question you have to ask somebody who plays at your level. So we're, we'll wrap up with the the uh, what advice would you give to a young aspirating uh, aspirating. <laughs> Is an aspirating player who's on his deathbed who can't play the game. No, uh, what would, what advice would you get to a young aspiring gamer 
who is trying to um, to achieve what you've achieved, uh, what would you say are the, uh, the what is the key thing that you would say to them? I'd say there's two big things. Okay. Uh, patience. Mm-hmm. You have to have patience and understand that you're not going to get a million points in one day or one month. Sometimes sure. it takes a while. Uh, you got to have patience to be able to. Um, uh, you know, it, it could take years for some sure. people, obviously, or it could take, you know, seven or eight months. It doesn't happen overnight. But the the other big thing, I'll tell you, um, this was a big turning point for when I played Galaga. Uh, um, it's rewatching footage that I do mm-hmm. and understanding the game in itself and understanding where I'm making mistakes because now today with technology, with you streaming, uh, people streaming games all the time, you can look back and be like, wow, I die here at this part every single time. Huh? Maybe I need to change things up then and I need to do things differently. And that, that to me, um, stream your games, uh, play often, yeah. watch your games these are these are these are things that uh, can create um, a good Gallagher player. That's a that's a that's good advice, I think. So, yeah. I, I, and with that, I think I think we should close up, Ryan. What do you think? I think that sounds like a plan. I think we're gonna have to trade off tonight. Oh, right? we could just alternate. Yeah. So you know, thanks again for listening in to the Double R's. That's the Arcade Radio. Like us at Facebook at Arcade Radio or check out our semi-regularly updated blog at ArcadeRadio.com. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com. Whatever that spells. Call and leave us comments on the questions in game line 612-548-GAME. That's 4263 if you don't know how to spell game. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell so you know when we're streaming live. It's just one <laughs> click to like it and subscribe. <laughs> Ooh, oh, and good. by the way, uh, Jordan, hang out with us after the show. We'll we'll have a little wrap up, but you can also subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play Music, and wherever your podcasts are normally streamed. Do I get to do the outgoing one? You, you get Just to do the first. outgoing. Do it, man. That's going to be it for the show from Arcade Radio Team. We hope you had a great time, and we'll see you at our next episode. <laughs>